probably forgot whatever the hell I said. No, we don't have to even like we don't even have to talk about the same stuff. We can just continue with oh, our this conversation. Oh, it's a good story though. So we're just now getting started. There was some technical difficulties. We got a loop in there, just like you had the loop over there on the tape. Life feels like a loop sometimes. <laughs> that is true. So all the stuff we were just talking about didn't really get recorded. Yeah, it didn't. Sometimes you know. But that's okay. It's meant to be like that because if everything was recorded, like you'd be like an actor. Yeah. And people didn't don't even know your secrets. We'll keep yeah. that. We'll keep yeah. that under wraps. Keep the secrets. But yeah, like the DJing, that's how it was. We were talking about the DJing, how I started. It was house music, like Chicago house music, how I really started DJing. My buddy Bobby, he started doing that. He bought like a turntable, and he would mix, like we were saying, with the turntable with the mixer. He had like the MTX mixer with the sampler. And that's how uh, I started learning, watching him do that, you know. And he was, he knew like, how to count the beats and measures i didn't know really like what was going on and he was like oh you got to start here and i was like why and then i started catching on i was like yeah because it that's the breaks of the song like the measures and all that that's all song they're laid right. out and then i started understanding like that songs are laid out like that it won't feel natural unless it's like some jazz or some you know like weird measure like kind of music or whatever right genre. yeah i know what you're saying like it's weird when like you get that realization like when you can count out the music or you could just feel it, like you could feel the break coming or something, like a build or something's coming. You just know. And then right. you would just throw on your, like throw the record on right there. And if it ain't, bring it back, you know. But you're on the headphones, so you just, you get good at that. You don't even need headphones. I mean, you do, but you could probably, if it was like emergency, you could be like match it super quick and just like use the pitch real quick and or use, you know, Nowadays, you just use auto, whatever it is. But, I mean, once you got that, you can't even worry about that. So now you move on to the next thing that you can become better at. Okay, I ain't got to worry about matching it. So now that's out of the way. I could just focus on doing some crazy whatever. Mixing mixing a lot of different kinds of music or things you wouldn't think that would mix together. Yeah, you can focus on other stuff. So it's not like you're cheating. But I feel like if you don't know that, then it's like you're just – playing yourself like i don't know it's like what are you gonna do if you don't have you know now you're just i don't know but then you can argue about oh well if you don't have that you use a tape or something you know yeah but you know just learn the fundamentals of it i feel like that's like what you should do i think any any art that you do i feel like people that are going to take it seriously should should learn that stuff you know it's like like what's going on like why are we at this point with like that type of art yeah. you know like it took a long time to get here like what brought us there yeah and you know i was like, like what do we have to make some music and have fun like okay let's play this record you know oh that part's dope right there whoa bring that back oh i wish we could just keep playing that part right and then we just we are going to play that because now <laughs> we got a mixer and we'll just put in this side now channel two is coming in again with that and get the same record and that's how, you know, like, DJing and the mixing and all that, like, back and forth, back and forth, the breaks. That's how, you know, it started with that. And then, you know, how hip-hop did, uh, and all that. How did you and Andrew start connecting? I remember, like, what, like, how do you guys, I never even asked him before, like, but how did you guys? I think I, I've told the story a few times, but, I mean, people don't know. I've met 
when I came moved out here to Elgin, I didn't really know anybody because I'm from uh, Calumet City, Hammond area, East Chicago, like that area is where I grew up. So when I moved out here, it was because of the guy I met that DJed. I, he moved out here, his family, his mom, and I would come out here and visit him because I was like, man, he has the turntables. He had that task game you got. He had the gray one, though. And I'd be like, oh, man, I'm going to go over there, and we just have fun, play video games, Street Fighter. And I'd be, like, mixing some, trying to make a mix on the four track with, like, DJ Shadow and some house, like, everything. I don't know, just, like, trying to learn it. And when I came out here, after a while, something happened over there, and I had to move out here. So another friend that lived out here, I moved in with him in his one-bedroom apartment, and I got a job. And once I had the job, I finally I met some chick, make it real fast story. I get an apartment. I'm talking to some guys out here. When I met my the girl that I'm with now, her sister married uh, the guy that I started working with, and we were already hanging out. So his brother was, like, one of the first, like, music kind of persons that was like creative like me and he had friends that was like greg and shasti and ricky's the dude that when i came out here he like showed me all his music friends and i was like oh shit this is cool ricky, uh ricky ramirez okay gotcha gotcha yeah not twinkie yeah uh that was my uh he's my brother-in-law so we started hanging out doing music and then uh through like mike shasti i call him he came over one time because that was Ricky's buddy. And then after a while, I started hanging out with Mike. He'd come by, and I was, I was showing him some stuff, like doing beats, because he was like, oh, that's dope. Let me, you know, he was DJing. He got the machine or whatever he bought. Yeah, yeah. Like, he just really got into it. So I was like, yeah, I'll show you whatever you want to know, man. Just like, come by. I like this. You know, I don't know anyone. I like people that come by, do music or whatever. That's what I do. So, right, yeah. So I met him, and after a while, we were hanging out. He's like, oh, I got to go stop at my guy's house and get some, uh, you know, some smoke or whatever. I was like, all right. So we pull up, and he goes up to his, they call it the tree house. That was where Moore stayed at the time. So we went, th- after a few times. But I don't think I know where you're headed. Yeah, I finally met the dude, Moore. He's like, oh, it's my friend Moore or whatever. So we were doing a beat at his friend's house, and he was there, and it was like, we were just all, like, collaborating on what to add or what to do. It wasn't nothing big. That was just the first time it was like a creative atmosphere that we were hanging out. And then uh, after a while, Shasti was really getting into it, like recording, because we were like learning logic and I was showing him stuff. And he's like, oh, I'm going to build this vocal booth at my house. My, he was staying with his parents. So he built this nice vocal booth that, down there. And he had uh, Watch City come there and record, because he's like, oh, these guys want to record some songs or whatever. He's like, oh, cool. And then he was like, oh, check out, I recorded the other night. I'm going to play this, uh, check it out, let me know what you think. And then he started playing, and I was like, oh, what is this? Like, these are dudes out here? Like, it sounds like some some hip-hop. Like, some like I didn't know anyone out here was, like, doing this kind of stuff. Like, someone that you knew that we could just hook up with, you know. And it was like, man, I got to hear these guys. Like, let's do something. Like, tell them let's do whatever. Like, I'll add some scratches in that. And I think the first thing I, like, added some was, like, Summertime Fly or something we did. It was, like, Sleepless and Andrew, I think Dave. Like, I don't know who was on there, but and then I added something in there. It was, like, the first time I started doing, like, a digital scratch. It was, like, hard to do for me. It was, like, lagging, I felt like. But I, fig- I figured it out after a while, but 
yeah, that was the first time I met uh, Moore. And then after that, I did that, and then he started like, oh, man, we should record something. He came by, came by my house, and he finally, like, saw what I was doing, like, in my dungeon down there and shit. <laughs> like, he's like, oh, what the fuck? What the fuck, B? What is all this? Like, he came out like, <laughs> you didn't tell me you had, like. And I was like, man, all it is, like, you know, just turn to hell and scratch man, you know. But he was like, man, you live, like, you're in town? Like, he didn't know, like, there was someone that did that. And I started scratching. He always tell people, like, I saw Cass scratch. And I was like, man, I never seen no one do that like that. Like, right in front of me, like, you know. I don't so think he I was, have either. Yeah, he was, like, really, like, man, that's cool. Like, and this guy lives right in my town. So I started playing some beats that I, I did uh, a while ago, whatever I had. And he was like, oh, that's dope. Oh, play that. I got some. And I always wanted, like, I didn't know anyone around town except for my guys back in Calumet City that would come and visit. And finally it was, like, someone in Elgin that was, like, could write to, like, my style stuff and was, like, feeling it or whatever. And then he would be, uh, he would write to it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what I was, yeah. You know, I was liking it, you know. And then, I like, even all the rest of the group, I was always, like, they were always dope to me, like, it was like just the whole thing they did and how they sounded. Like everyone had a good vibe to it. Watch City. Yeah. Watch I don't City. understand how so many people can be involved in that. It's they cool. had a actually there was more, there was a lot more, like, but eventually the people that are like, I guess not, not into it as much they'll wither away or just you know yeah, don't want to be involved or just do their own thing like but eventually you get the main force like the motherfucking voltron starts forming after <laughs> yeah. a couple years and everyone's like we're the ones standing last ones you know so it was like dave angris gary there's uh we even had a graph writer joel okay yeah he was like the graph and the dj at the time and well he still is djing too i hope so I gave my demo seven, but yeah, I like Joel a lot. He's yeah, he's real dope, cool, dude. dude. Joel's ever since I met him, he's always been like good vibes. I shit. want him to do a tapeworm like mural right here, dude. Joel would be like, do any mural. He'd be like, what do you need? Okay, like you tell him to do something, he'll be like, oh, I got you. I don't know if I have yeah. time of it here. He'll do. He went to uh, Rediscover Records and uh, did a mural in there. I was thinking like having a like a UFO. There you go. He could do that simple. On like a like a farmland, you know, and like in the background there's a there's like a house and then in like the foreground where the UFO is like abducting like a cow. Oh cow. <laughs> and uh uh there's like a cassette cassette tape coming out of like the bottom of a cassette and like being sucked up into like that too. Out of the cow's ass. Could come out of the cow. Yeah. <laughs> or the a, barn. Someone there's a couple couple uh couple of designs that my friend drew on it, but I think it'd be pretty cool. And he was the person, like the first person I thought of to do that. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh Joel definitely do that. Joel's down to do mostly anything with painting. He's very artistic when he comes like painting, he's like he showed me techniques of just painting my damn kitchen and shit. He's like, bro, just put, like, when you do the lining up, put some, uh, take this thing. And I was like, he told me something, and I didn't get it at first. And I was just sitting there, like, thinking, like, I got to paint this living room tomorrow. And I was like, what is he talking about? And then I had this big, like, spackle or whatever it is, big, like, 
putty knife and it was real wide and I was like well if I just block the paint with it and paint and that's what basically he was telling me he's got all the techniques he's been painting for years like even if he was like real young he was that's what he was doing painting he'd paint houses apartments that was that's what he did then he just started doing like plastic wrap like whatever he can get it's crazy yeah I've seen him do some videos on that like I'm just yeah he's a really talented person oh yeah he does uh he did like the first watch city we did an uh an elgin of uh where he tagged it somewhere i forgot we took a picture of it but we have it on a t-shirt and that was like back in the day when watch city was first together like as a group and i think they did like a pete rock uh i forgot or yeah i don't forgot what it was but they did like a remix to a track i'm old i forget shit so it happens <laughs> i'm not quite as old but i still forget shit but yeah i met more and then uh when he started coming by he was playing beat or i was playing beats and then uh a lot of them were like he would just write to him and then we started working on he had this idea at the time and i was like the perfect person that me and him would work together on this idea he's like finally someone that gets it like what i do and like so we started working on the white man can't rap and then he had this idea about with the movie and doing like the skits in between each song. And it was like, all right, okay. So I was just going through like beats I had. And then he had ideas from the movie. He's like, oh, you should sample this part. I was like, oh, okay, I got you. And I got you. I'm going to do, okay, good idea. I got it. We'll get it. And then we started doing stuff. And then we did like him playing the drums. He was playing the drums. We had Greg on the bass. And then I was doing scratches from the movie. Because, you know, technology now, it's like, you could do that shit. Right. You know, I you was taking... It, you don't need to press it on a vinyl. To yeah, 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 exactly. And I was like, oh, shit. And I just started, it was like, we took the samples from the movie, the idea, and I started cutting on it, and it was like, okay. That came together pretty cool. Other than that, we just, from there, we just kept working on stuff. It was always just the creative, plus the rest of the group, you know. Were you, did you help him with the Dark Skies, Tainted Waters, or... Uh... Dark Skies, Tainted Waters? Uh, I don't think I did any of those songs. And then the one that he just put out, I can't... The, the that was uh, Low Key. saw me at my lowest. Oh, that's right. Low uh, Key did all the production on right. that one. But we, we're working on stuff since uh, quarantine. He's been throwing... He threw some samples at me that really hit me. And I was like, oh, okay, I hear you. And then I threw it back at him. He's like, oh, okay, nice. And then we got some songs like oh, yeah. from that era, like 2020, mid-2020, where it was like we couldn't really hang out or like, you know, be around too many people. So we were throwing ideas back and forth on the Internet, sample ideas or whatever. And it, it came like to a – you could really feel like the time in the music that we when we did the songs – so that one's in the works now. We got a, actually a couple projects in the works that are like in the midst of being worked on right now. Hell yeah. He just hit me up the other day like, oh, you want to start working on the album a little bit today? I was like, oh, shit, I don't know. <laughs> I, was, I don't know what I was doing, but I was like swimming or something. I was like, man, enjoying this sun. You that know? sounds nice. <laughs> I haven't been in a pool. In, was it at a pool? Yeah. I haven't my been brother-in-law's in a got forever. a pool. Oh, that sounds so nice. I've been like dying to go in a pool yeah man just that's really relaxing especially when it's like 
hot and sunny but not humid and just like just perfect weather or just go to the lake or whatever just being outside i'm not really used to that so i'm like starting to do more in the studio so i'm not at work as much so i got a lot of time in the studio now where i can do music more you know so yeah i've uh i don't get out outside very much either i do enjoy the outdoors but like time wise and everything you gotta do most of my time is spent here that's doing music right yeah you know doing music or you know whatever like the podcast thing it's like it's just a lot of time spent here and there's no windows in this building you know (laughs) i got one window in the lab and some days i'll open it you know might get a little like stuffy in there something where it's just nice out you know depends on the vibe yeah open that window let the air in sometimes i like because it's in the basement I'll, like, open it in the morning, get my coffee, and just, like, want to hear the new mix or something I was working on last night. And I'll put it on and open it, and there'd be, like, birds just sitting on the little, like, I don't know what it is, like the well. They're just sitting there chilling. I got, like, a little window with the screen. They're just like, hey, what's up? You going to do some music? And they're just, like, sitting. They don't even run or nothing. They just sit there for the whole time, just sitting on the little ledge. They don't care. (laughs) That's my natural side of the outdoors yeah. I've, for the past year since pretty much all this like has gone down i've been working from home mm-hmm. uh, so i've been fortunate that like you know my office now i just like i have an office and it's like upstairs and i have like a backyard view of like where i live so that has been nice but i've been coming back into the off like the actual office like where we actually work at out of and uh there's no, there's not a lot of windows there, especially like where yeah, in the that part sucks. that we work, you know. So it was definitely nice, but like you know, I, if, if once I start going back to the office more, more and more, it's gonna be less windows, less light. Yep. And you know, I, I come from work and I come here and I spend, you know, I'm here from you know I work eight thirty to five. Freaking, yeah. Drive drive here. That's my sunlight for the day. Yeah. And right. I get, I get, during the summer, at least winter time, it's like I go to work at Stark, I get off of work at Stark. I remember working three to eleven when I was first came out to Elgin and got like the job that I had for many years, and it was like that. Like it was more like get off work, go to the ATM, go home, get dressed up, clean up, and go like to the club or the bar. And then get home, and it doesn't matter because all I gotta do is get up and be at work at 3 p.m. So it was like late nights, you know. But I was in my 20s, so that's what it's for. I just turned 21, whatever. I'm going to the club, or whatever. Yeah. Shit, I used to go to the Mission. I don't know what it's called now. I think it's called the Medusas. Okay. We used to call it the Mission, or it was called the Mission, but that's a little, some. It was like techno house or whatever. I used to go there a lot. It's like local spots and bars. Yeah. I didn't really see any hip-hop spots, though. Maybe, like, they would play songs, but it wasn't, like, actual, like, I don't know, like a hip-hop vibe to it. It was more like just, like, radio 100 hits or whatever you call that shit. It was just, like, the basic club or whatever. It wasn't, no, not like some Chicago or, you know, something underground. I feel like when I was growing up, like, all the music that was happening was, like, just, like, that super hardcore metal, you know? Oh, like the, the corn era? 
Yeah, I mean, I think even past that, like, yeah, like, like the pig squeal stuff, like, the, uh, wait, wait. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I had my era, like, uh, I would say uh, 2000. I was in a band called Speakeasy when I stayed out in Hammond, and uh, we had a good time. They had a DJ, and they were still in high school, and I was like, I don't know, 20 or 18 or something, and then they had a DJ. And I met this dude skating when I first moved there. I didn't know anyone. And he was just skating out of school. And I walked skated too. And I, hey, what's up? And I don't know what we did. We went, probably went and smoked some pot or something somewhere and hung out and talked. It's my guy, Nate. And then we just started chilling out. And he was like, he lived two blocks away from me. He was a drummer. And he was a real good drummer. And he had a band. And they would just like jam out. I would go over there. And he's like, oh, it's like you DJ or something? I told him, or whatever. He came by, and he saw me, like, scratching or whatever, and he said, oh, I had a DJ, but, man, the way you're doing that, man, we just, he hasn't been to a lot of practices lately. Maybe you could DJ. So I was like, hell yeah, let's do this. That's dope. So, yeah. Do you like Portishead? Oh, yeah, yeah. They kind of have I would that listen to that a lot. Element in there. This is more like, we would do, like, some hardcore screaming, like some crazy scratch, Slipknot kind of corn. It was in that era. Lincoln like, Limp Biscuit. Lincoln Park. It was that time. But I just like scratching, so and I just got that 07. So that was you brand gave new. You to Joel now? Yeah, no. <laughs> that was that was like 97. Holy and shit. uh and that was the mixer I had when it first came out. And I was like, "Man, it's so butter on this fader." And it was like had the curve on it. I was like, "Man." And we would do like shows at like local little like coffee shops cuz we were underage, but there was a spot where a lot of underage people went. We did shows there, hung out. It was mostly like house parties, because after the show, it was like everyone's at the house drinking like crazy. You yeah, know, the show s- ends at some like some Y two K shit, some jackass going on, doing stupid shit, kegs and beer bongs. You know, young being crazy. Do you still skateboard? Uh, every now and then, I can't really get crazy now. You know, if I fall yeah. down, I have a bruise for like freaking three <laughs> weeks and shit. I was never, <laughs> never good at skateboarding. I, ca- I can't even ollie. I'm just like, I can ride it, and, like, I can stay balanced, like. It's just dedication. It's just, like, what you grow up. You, yeah. You know, you got friends that are always doing it, and you want to, like, you just start learning, and you want to learn it, and you just keep doing it, falling, trying. But if you don't have the time and no one's around you doing it growing up, it, like, a lot of things start when you're young. I figure, like, up till high school, that's basic. Like, high school is, like, is the, and captures, like, your favorite I feel like almost your favorite style of you, kind of, you know, your favorite stuff. It's a stuff. lot of figuring out in high school. Cause yeah, like, yeah. There's so many things happening at one time. Like, people around you are changing, you're changing, and, like, yeah. you're going through, like, you're getting older, you're getting closer to, like, being 18, which is kind of like, you know, it's like a daunting, but also kind of like you can't wait for it, and it's a lot I of mean, stuff. I you, mean, you'll change, you know, eventually, right. but... I f- still feel like it's kind of like your roots, like the stuff. Because when in that era, when you first heard something, it was like more like, I don't know, it just hit you different. Like when R&B, when I was in high school, was like some like turn on the can, like light candles and get romantic and do some freaky stuff. Now <laughs> it's just like Netflix and chill and we're just going to fuck. Or, you know, it's just like right to it. It's like quick. I'm sure there's probably, you know. But as far as, like, the radio hits and stuff like that, it's not the same. Like, everything's going to change, but it was just a different time, you know. Do you, uh, 
Do you want another beer? Sure. Let's right. get it. I'm gonna I'm gonna pause it for just a quick second. Yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not one that that's been ever been good at that. The only but, show I really have ever gotten was because of Andrew asking. He was putting on a show at the Ghost House for like metal bands and like oh, he asked Ghost me to be House. on. Yeah. And that was like the only show that I've ever put together for the band, for any bands that I was in really. That played a big part in Watch City too, because when Andrew, like when we started do when we did the White Man Can't Rap, that whole album, he was like working there and uh, setting up like uh, events and whatever, any like anything he could throw together, and they're always like real fun or whatever we do. He'd have open mic or whatever, you know, have bands. And that's when we started doing, like, hip-hop shows in Elgin, you know, like actual, like, people would come out from the city, like, actual, some dope hip-hop acts or whatever. He would get, you know, great artists, like, from around here and everywhere just to come down and hang out. We had beat battles, like, actual, like, some dope hip-hop stuff, and it was I think because I was of Goss House. Of, I think I was in one of those beat battles. Probably. You might have been, because it didn't matter who you were. If you're good at it, then come on down. It wasn't like we were like, oh, no, we don't do that. We, You know, he was always pretty open to everything. Yeah. Yeah, that was really fun. Like, I, I actually did really enjoy that. Like, I definitely had, like, I felt, you know, I'm not super into, like, hip-hop. Not that I dislike hip-hop. I just never have, like, found my way through it, I guess, you know? Oh, I hear but, like, you. When I hear someone put something really dope on, I'm just like, yeah, this is Just what. stuff that interests you, whatever it is, you know? Yeah. I've never, like, delved too deep in into it, but, uh, you know, like, I know a good beat when I hear a good beat. I know when someone is, like, really can right. rap really well. And uh, so I just I enjoyed doing that beat battle. That was super cool. I, I, Andrew Moore's bit is his tenacity to, like, do a lot of stuff is mind-blowing. Yeah, he does. Uh, he's a good host of shows, too. Like, I'll give it to him. Sometimes we're like, man, Moore's not here yet. What do we do? And it's like as soon as Moore shows up, he's like, "Ah, right, how we doing out there?" Like, gets on the mic and just like, gets everyone involved. You know, it's not just about I'm a rapper. You know, it's about making people watch and listen and get people involved. You know, not just it's not just about you. Like, hey, look at me now, or else. You know, right? It's just about getting everyone together and having a good time, and then watching something that's good and creative, something cool. You know, and he would always like put everyone's attention to it or whatever, get everyone to, you know, talk about the business, you know, all the business aspect, like tip your bartenders and next show and artist names that are coming up and just everything is just, you got to have that too to make it somewhere to go, somewhere interesting, you know, instead of just like playing the jukebox and sitting there, you know, it's not fun. People want to get involved with town and the city or whatever. Right. You know, oh, I got to go all the way to the city. You know, what if we brought people from the city here and we had a good time, too? You know, that's what we were trying to do. That Kubo thing that he put together was pretty, was pretty, was pretty cool. Like He had a drum, uh, remember the Jumaji, the, I think it was the drum off or something. And that was the first time I saw uh, Jalen on the drums, too. He came to the drum, uh, I think it was Jumaji, I forgot what he called it, but it was like a drum off, like a battle. And we had uh, 3G was like me, Shasti, and Andrew on the drums, and I would scratch, and Shasti would play beats on that, or not the MPC, but the machine. The machine, yeah. And then Andrew was playing along on the drums. And we just kind of like practiced, you know, because we were always hanging out a lot, me, uh, Mike, and 
Andrew. So we were like, let's uh, let's you know let's make it like a set, you know. So we did that for the gas house, and he threw that drum off, and that was the first time uh, I met. I, well, I seen Jalen, and he won that shit. Jalen was like smooth ass jazz, like funky. I don't know. He was like throwing all that shit, and he was playing like the style. What do you call that? Uh, Not like uh, matchstick, I think, but open hand. It was like this, like the jazz. Oh, type, gotcha. I see what like you're side. saying. Where like you're not holding it like straight. Like this, it's like yeah. This, like and a, he was just like a pencil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know about all the names, but I don't, yeah, I don't he, know what he you snapped. Would call that either. He did snap. He uh, Andrew had like uh, teachers from ECC judging or something like that, or people that were like actual drummers that knew. And that you know, Jalen won that shit. He even had uh Is he the guy that plays drums like he did like the, the House he, of Blues? Yep, that's uh the guy that's drumming for us at the show in July. So we should probably Yeah, we, we can uh we can jump into that. I gotta find the uh info here. But we're gonna be doing a show on July seventeenth. Woodstock Town Square outside of uh Etherreal. And Weinstock. And uh, proceeds are for the uh, Warp Corps. I don't know uh, exactly who they are, but I know more does. So they're giving us the opportunity to perform with uh, Rotten Mouth. Oh, nice. Preach and... Uh, Fuzz Love. And uh, the guys from the group are going to do it. Uh, Blue Future. Oh, that's uh, Jeremy. Yeah. So... Should be cool. We've been uh, rehearsing for that last couple weeks, trying to get together. It's just hard right now, but everyone's busy. But, you know, it's coming out pretty dope. we got some cool ideas. It'll be a good show. Hell, yeah. So that's uh, July 17th. Come on out. All right, I'll be there July 17th. Woodstock Town Square. Should be dope. That's what's up. Yep. Super cool. That's... uh. The latest one that uh, we got, it's, I don't think the info's out, like, online and everything yet, but that's the one we're uh, practicing for right now. We're going to be performing that. We should have some DJs there, too. I might throw a little set in there. I don't know. It depends how I feel, but we'll have plenty of DJs there to throw down some, some dope shit. Pump up the jams. Yep, it'll be oh, dope. Yeah. Jeremy, I, and at we shit, well, that would be the... First one I've I performed since House of Blues, so I'll be there with the group. That'll be fun. Haven't been out doing live shows in a while with more and yeah. everybody. It's always fun. Just uh, have just, a good time and get on stage. And we just played our first live show in like a really long time. Yeah, uh, how was it? Friday. There wasn't like a big turnout or anything. It was a really last minute show, but uh, I felt really good about it. Like as far as like our performance. Yeah. You know, it's. Uh, it's a lot to put a performance together. You know, you're relying on other people, and everyone is going through, like, their own everyone's, life. Yeah, everyone's got to be on point. And uh, so sometimes that doesn't always happen. Sometimes The like, chemistry's got to be there. Yeah, you know, sometimes you may be on point, or someone else, you and someone else will be on point, but then there's, you know, you're only as strong as your weakest link sometimes. Yeah, so. I feel that totally. Like, when I did House of Blues with everyone, like, we practiced a lot, and, like, you know... I was kind of disappointed in some of the stuff, like how I perform, but I'm always disappointed in everything I do. So it's like, you know, like even at the end of the show, I was like down, like, man, 
I could have did better like this and that. And I won't, I'm always like over critiquing like everything I do. I even told Cool Out after the show, I was like, man, I'm not even like happy. And he's like, man, don't even worry about it. You did good. Like, like it's not even a big deal. Man, it was a good show. And I did like, uh, I got the, uh, it's like a controller with the, uh, like the phase controller with the vinyls. Oh, gotcha. It's just like a little, looks like a, a domino and you put it on the record and it spins. But you could take the record off and it just tracks whatever. So I was doing like the frisbee scratch, I call it, because it's like you're going to throw a frisbee, you're holding the record, and you just cut the fader while you're doing like the, like holding the record and it'll still like go with the, mp3 or it's some computer shit i don't know that shit i never heard of that before <laughs> that's uh that's uh, yeah maybe i'll try it out it's just crazy how, what you can do i mean it might be racket to some people but like to scratch and like be able to like cut the sound and like pick up the record like a frisbee and like moving around you could put it on anything basically but i just started messing with that recently that's pretty cool you're yeah. gonna pull out the stops on I that for know, july 17th Oh, I might throw it in there through a little frisbee scratch, you know. It's always fun. That's what it's about. I'm just have some fun. Music is about play the music. Fun. Like have the a show good that time. we played, the guy offered us money and like we knew yeah. it was that Cairo yeah. Ale House and we knew like like they're Cairo's cool, we did that spot. Cairo's cool and I know they're like struggling and like the guy you know, we just and we just did like it was just a favor for them and a favor for us. Like we get to play whatever. We got yeah. free drinks all night. Like we don't want like the seventy bucks you're gonna give us. It's good practice. It's good practice. Like, we just felt good, so we didn't even like take the money. Where like a lot of people would, they'd be like, "Yeah, I want like yeah, I want one hundred twenty bucks for that." Yeah, you know? and it's like ah, you know. After I, a I while, feel, though, shit. Yeah, I mean, after a while, you could do but, it for the love. I mean, I always do that. Like a lot of times with a lot of my friends, but we're all working together, so it's not like anyone's getting anything we're all working together to get the same goals like we all just want to you know i mean it would be nice to get like you know it's nice to get paid when you do shows but like it's not always about that yeah you know if we were going out there like with the set intention all right we're like doing shows we're going to be running the circuit like let's try to make money doing this you know like yeah we were just like going out to like play a show you know wasn't like we weren't like thinking about it and we had good shows at uh, Gas House in Elgin when we were, when we were doing the shows, and it was kind of like our practice Elgin practice spot for doing like Watch City sets and at the time like the stuff we were doing with the hip hop scene in Elgin. It was like it was good practice because you know we're on the stage doing sets, you know, and it's not like we're uh, on a big venue like a lot of money on the line and a lot of things. All, you know, like you're in the system. Yeah, it was just like having a good time, you know, come out, it's local, just a good underground hip hop little vibe, you know, and it was good practice. So we used that to our advantage and we do a lot of shows there. And that's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of practice that got a lot of the members in the group to have well you know like the stage presence and be able to just be comfortable like in front of a crowd you know and that's why i feel like the gas house helped with that and it was a fucking dope ass spot shit. they had a good sound system yeah they and we really- shit i had mike was running he knew the boards we would hang out after the show and party till like five in the morning and they had that like green room in the back or like downstairs <laughs> or whatever oh yeah downstairs yeah we went down there many times 
we we actually opened that up one time for one show and uh yeah that was a cool show too i like the I gospel. forgot what was it? yeah we had a pretty uh, dope lineup on that show too we do we did like break battles there too that were really dope it's just it was a dope spot but you know they want to put a fucking Starbucks or whatever the fuck they want over there now. Just keep it. Yay. Yeah. It was so much trouble. Oh. I think what it got them, though. It was not trouble. It's just assholes. I think what got them was uh, people underage drinking there. And that's why it got shut down. Really? I think that was what the, what the nail in the coffin was. Yeah. Well, it's just like at a job. They're going to find something when they want to get rid of you. So, oh, every little thing, they're going to, you know, put a magnifying glass and find every little thing. Oh, he was, uh, let's see, uh, uh, oh, yeah, 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 underage drinking. You know, it's always something. Gonna, when they don't want it, they'll find something, you know. Yeah. But no, other than true. that, it was, you know, it's a cool spot. When we were throwing our shows, it was always good vibes. Yeah, I always had a good time at the, yeah, the Goss Yeah, but it was like the other times when, like, we weren't in, in control, there might have been some fights or you know there's always going to be at a bar there's always going to be assholes and people trying to get in and drink shit but that's with anywhere you know why was it you know only that I feel because like it was a happening spot like everyone want to go there you know i don't know i feel like medusa has almost as many problems and i feel like there's probably way more underage drinking happening at yeah i don't medusa's. think i don't think they're open now though since no. he passed away yeah, and everything and away. yeah but when it was so, a thing i feel like it, could, it, it had to have been like if the Goss House was doing that to any degree, Medusa's had to have been like that times like ten. Oh yeah, it was. I mean, it wasn't a hip hop vibe. It was dance, so it was different, totally different. You know, and that was earlier. Like when I was going, it was totally different. I went when it was like eighteen and over one time, and I was like, "What the fuck?" It was totally different. Like I don't know. When I was going in my twenties, it was like techno house. We had. Uh, what was, it, what was her name? Psycho bitch was spinning there and shit. <laughs> and it was like, I don't know. We just went there to have a good time. You know, I was dance battling. You know, come on. I'm a dance battler. Psych, I'm just joking. Maybe after like three beers and a shot, I'll like try to imitate some dance moves. But We're pretty close to that. <laughs> We're two shots and, a, and yep. uh, our two second Two shots beer. and two beers. That's pretty close. Pretty damn close. <laughs> <laughs> It's good, though. It's all good. Shooting the shit, you know? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good time, though. Downtown. I used to walk up there when I first... I didn't know nobody. I was like, man, I want to go out tonight. I'm off work. I'm going to go see what's going on at this fucking bar called fucking Mission. I'd walk there after work at, like, midnight and just go there, get a Heineken and a shot and fucking stand there and maybe vibe out and get on the dance floor and just, like... Whatever, move a little bit, get out there, whatever. And then eventually, you know, my buddy, he was getting the same shift. He would come up there, hang out. Then when I was going to work, people from work would go with me, and then I met some people, and then that's kind of how I met a few people in Elgin, too, just through, like, bars and clubs, local shit, you know? Yeah. They didn't have no hip-hop spots, though, I'll tell you that. That shit was rare. I was like, damn, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, and, and even just, like, I think music spots in general. I mean, the COVID thing definitely shut all of it down, but I think even before oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's way like, after. This is... I feel like even, you know, before the COVID stuff, 
like I think I was saying a little bit earlier, there was like when I was in high school, it was super prominent where there was either like that like pig squeal metal, like the <laughs> metal, or yeah, yeah. or ska music. That oh, was like ska? the only that was like the only music for like bands that was like happening or cover <laughs> bands, you know, <laughs> and uh, that I wasn't really into either of those things that much, and so right. it was just like. And now, and then after, with the, when that, like, collapsed in on itself, I felt like there was just, like, no music spots. And then, like, the Goss House came around, and, like, this yeah. is a dope spot. Like, there's at least something happening here, yeah, you know? Yeah, like, Moore was trying to get a lot of bands and just different artists to yeah, be yeah, on stage. Yeah, come out there, know? and there was, like, a metal night, and it was, like, a bunch of metal bands playing, and, yeah, and then I just feel like when that really closed, like, there just wasn't any spots around here at all that are, yeah, like, doing... True. We used Any to go to JB's thing. a little bit for, like, some small shows of local hip-hop artists. Some guys that I was recording, we'd go there and uh, perform some of the songs. And uh, I don't know. It was just kind of smaller there, but that's just, like, some after-work shit. But the Gas House was, like, some a nice spot for, you know, some good hip-hop vibe. And, like, it was a good... You know, it had a nice stage. It wasn't, like, super big, but it was, like, it was a cool spot. You know, you meet some good people. You meet some bad people, you know? What are you going to do, huh? Right, you just avoid the, <laughs> avoid the bad people or... You can tell. I put just up walk away from people. I just... They crack me up sometimes. I laugh. <laughs> I have, like, a weird magnetism for, like, weird-ass people to want to talk to me. I don't know if it's, like, my long hair or something. I don't know what it is. But, like, people just, like, want to come up and, like, talk to me. And they're, like, they feel like they're above you sometimes. Or you just look like a nice guy. You're like, this guy ain't going to fucking talk shit back. He ain't going to start shit. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Hey, you know, I had a beer. What kind are you drinking there? Oh, yeah? It's yeah. just, I don't know. I think I think now I'm a little bit better about it. Like, I can, I'm pretty good at deterring someone or whatever. I get you. But I am, I feel like I am like a nice guy. Like when someone comes up and talk to me, I don't, I, you know, I'm not like, I don't try to put, I try to be like an approachable person, I guess. Oh, and I'm always might, like that. Yeah. It might be my downfall in some regards. I just put myself in other people's shoes. Like with everything I do, it's like someone comes up to me like all crazy. I'll just be like, well, why is he coming up? Maybe, you know, I try to think, you know, what's, why, you know? And if it is, I try to like, you know, meet them halfway like try to fill in like you know match the energy you know like talk to them in the same kind of way you know like so you relate to each other it's about relating to people man like i don't know can't just be all quiet and timid every time you gotta like match the energy with people sometimes and just if they're nice and you know oh, okay Come nice. You ain't gonna be all loud with someone that's a little quiet, you know. Yeah. It's just match the energy, get along with people, be good, you know, be nice to people. If things get out, of, you know, out of order, you just walk away. You know, depending on the situation, you might have to run. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't. I've been happen. in situations where you just gotta duck. So, I mean, it's just where you're at. Just know your environment. You know. Talk to people. Don't feel like, I don't know, don't look like a damn undercover everywhere you go, you know? Just People aren't all out to get you. Yeah, no one's there to, like, shoot you in the leg and snipe you and shit. 
This right. isn't. We're not in Call of Duty or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but shit, they might snipe you. You never know. You might be on I ninety and whatever, and they might snipe your ass. Have you heard about? <laughs> have you heard about swatting someone? Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know so, those names. <laughs> so it's it's something I just learned about, and it happened to someone I work with. They're like an older person. They have like kids and a family and stuff, and. Um, I guess his son plays, like, Call of Duty or one of, like, I don't know if it's Call of Duty, but one of those, like, online, you know, Fortnite or whatever they're playing. Yeah. And uh, some kid was able to find his IP address, you know, where the internet is coming from. What? And called called the SWAT team on them. Oh, because they heard the guns real loud or something? No, because, like, he, he, like, beat them in the game or something and was, like, talking. They're oh probably talking God. shit to each other, and this guy was it's able not to. not that serious, bro. That's serious, some serious shit, right? So like the serious is got with video games. I don't know. Like calling SWAT team on that's like yeah. dangerous stuff. You know, you can shit. get someone killed that way. Every generation's got to top the last one. So, like we were at the arcade and some guy was doing hit the throw in Street Fighter. We'd be like, oh, cheating ass motherfucker! Like <laughs> they'd get pissed, you know, because they were hit the throw, hit the throw. You know, they're like cheating ass. And then everyone would hate him, like, oh, this guy, he sucks. He's just hit the throw, cheater. That's like a cheat move in Street Fighter. Hit the throw. And it, that's about as bad as no one would really fight, you know. They'd be, like, looking at you hard and, like, talking shit to you. It'd be just like a fucking rap battle, talking shit. It just, you know, I mean, depending where you were, you do too many hit the throws, you might get smacked in the face, but... It's just, it didn't ever get to know, oh, I'm going to fucking have a headset on. You don't see me. I can say whatever I want to you. I'm a little pussy behind the mic. You know, it was just like, you're there. Yes. You, you're sitting in your stool. Everyone's putting quarters up, and you're hit the throw, hit the throw, cheating. You're not hiding behind a TV <laughs> you might get and a microphone kicked off the stool. I don't KFC know. KFC and Dairy Queen. <laughs> yeah, it's not no SWAT team shit for sure. Yeah, things are the SWAT. I mean, we were. I think that was one of the things we were talking about before we even started. Was just like the technology that these kids that like. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like ten ish years younger than you. Mm -hmm. So you definitely had more, of like not like you were saying not having like a cell phone like when you're doing stuff. Like yeah, I had a little bit of a cell phone like in high school, and then like towards the end of high school, like high school, I'd never had no cell phone. I was like, ninety. I'd probably say 99. I probably got a Nokia or something. Some cheap-ass shit. And I was late to the party. I don't know. You just call me on my cell phone. It's like, ooh, cool. I but I only got like a couple of minutes to talk because it's expensive. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like you had the plans or whatever. I was making some money. I don't know. Probably like $11 an hour. I was like, ooh. And it was like not much at all. But at the time, I was like, you know. Do you want another little slap of this guy? Oh, yeah, go ahead. All right. Hit it up. Yeah, dude. I feel I feel bad that our first uh, go around, we missed, like, a good chunk of good conversation, I feel like. But, uh, you know, that's for us. Not everyone has to be privy to everything we do. That's right. <sighs> Private stuff. So what kind of solo stuff, like, music stuff do you do? Oh, yeah, matter of fact... Uh, Probably in a couple months, I've been working on uh, what I got on my T-shirt here. I made this cast collabs. Been working on uh, just collaborations of artists, local artists and hip hop that I've talked to or just you know got together with or just you know know of. 
and uh, I've been working on that for a while on the side, alongside stuff like with more and all that, just building songs. I got a dope artist on there, actually. Like I don't know. I feel like it. I feel like the stuff I put on there is like I've been working on it for a while, just like. It's got a variety of things. Like, it started off with me thinking, like, oh, I want to make this, uh, just get a bunch of, like, MCs or rappers or whatever on my beats and just have everyone rap on my beats. I send them to it, collab on it, and this, like, it's, like, collaboration songs that I produced, recorded, mastered, whatever. And uh, I just thought of it, like, being a kid, like, had, like, this thing, and I always thought of, like, when I was a kid, me and my brother would sit in front of the big tube TV and turn it on and play Nintendo and, like, versus, you know, like, two-player games. It was always like, oh, is it a two-player game? No, what the fuck, man? Karate champ, you know, like some old <laughs> shit. Let's, like, you know, jump up and kick you, and you know, kung fu, like, old shit. Just, like, just reminded me of, like, being a kid, collaborating, two-player games with friends. And that's why I wanted to be like the theme, you know. So I started with that idea, and that is, I had a bunch of songs, and it was like collaborations with other dope like artists from uh, from the area. Like I got uh, maintained from Elgin. Of course, I got more on it. I got the group Gary, Dave Stone, Angris is probably Angris. So I got to work on. Uh, we're finishing that up now, and after that, it's the last song that I'm gonna put it out. So. Be on the lookout for that. Cask Labs. I got uh, oh, yeah. I got Bob Rock on it from Chicago. Uh, I got B-Vax, Cool Out Chris. Uh, I got a lot. I think there's a lot of dope songs. I even got Kyle Cole, a track that we did when he was doing a lot of uh, stuff with uh, Watch City back in the day. Like Young Life. He was on Young Life. We shot that videos. Kyle Cole was in that. Like, Kyle Cole, he got me going into, like, looking at Watch City because he was, like, he skated, too, and he was younger. And he knew, like, the guy that was my roommate, and he was skating with my roommate. I didn't even know. They were just hanging out, chilling, and then comes in show, you know, like, he knew him. And, like, and then we started hanging out, and he was part of Watch City. And it was just, like, it's a small world, you know. It's just. Kyle's a cool guy. Yeah, Kyle's dope. Dude. I mean, I haven't, probably haven't talked to him or seen him in, like, Years, yeah, but I got school, uh, he was always a really nice guy. I got him on there, something we worked on. And I got uh, Clifton Durrell, I got uh, Tay Finesse on the bass. I, he played one with Sleepless. It's just, I don't know, I think it'll be dope if you like like old school hip hop and like, like it's got a variety of a sound, it's like kind of a mix between like kind of old school and little bit of new school i don't know i don't really get into like genres or whatever i just try to do my thing and whatever i like i like if you don't like it then you don't like what i like i don't know hey that's uh yeah that's what what music is just like and if i like it i know someone else is gonna try to or like it too like i'm not stupid i know it sounds pretty cool are you familiar with uh, uh i've talked about it a lot on this podcast but i can't i will never not talk about it enough are you familiar with uh, Vincent Van Gogh and his story? Uh, I know, like, the paintings, but I don't know, like, the whole story. I'll probably forget it, too. 
but well, I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll indulge. You I here probably for a did second. know, and I forgot it already. Like so, <laughs> so you're familiar with the paintings like Starry Night and stuff like. Oh that. yeah, 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 yeah. So when Vincent Van Gogh was an artist, he was doing like, I think that's called expressionism. I could be wrong. But he was doing a different style of art than what everyone was doing at the time, which was like real. This is like the, his official story or whatever? Yeah, yeah official story. Oh, oh. Um, and, you know, art now and music now, everything moves really fast. There's like all these constant changing things happen, but we got technology that propels that. Back and the then, short attention span. Short attention span. Back <laughs> then, it took longer for things to happen. You know, things didn't happen. It took happen. time. Everything was so probably... So, the, the, these periods of art lasted yeah. a lot longer. So, people were already doing that before he was born, and they continued doing that after he died. So, he would paint all these paintings. And everyone, like, ostracized him. Like, they didn't like his art because he was so abstract and, like, weird with what he was painting. Everyone yeah, was about, yeah. like, realism. It had to be realistic Don't painting. look real. Yeah, it had to look like a lady in a fine gown and, yeah. her, and all of the textures of the gown. One of her nipples are too low. That's not natural. Exactly, you know? <laughs> They're not the same shape. And yeah, same. yeah, yeah. So he was ostracized as an artist um, from his community. But his brother, Theo, who is probably one of the most incredible people in art history, he had a uh, gallery so he would show art in his gallery. But he could never show Vincent's art, Van Gogh's art, because nobody liked it, and they wouldn't come to his gallery anymore. So he would... Haters. He would buy, <laughs> he would buy his brother's art, Vincent Van Gogh's art, and tell, tell him that people loved it. You know, keep doing what you're doing. Keep, keep being you. Yeah. He would pay for his art, and he would put his art into a basement where no one would ever see it. Yeah. And it, that that allowed, I don't know why I even turned into this. We were talking about just the art of, uh, you know, like if you like that style of art, like if you don't like just it, whatever. Just do you, don't so matter. Like, he, he, right. It allowed him to keep doing himself. He didn't have to worry about money. He would pay Van Gogh for the art and just praise it, keep doing what you're doing. You know, that's how we got Starry Night out of it, which was put into a, a basement. Yeah. You know, and then... Van Gogh was a crazy artist, and he, you know, cut his ear off and died a few days later. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Um, he he had a lot, lot of mental that. problems. Well, a lot of artists do. I feel yeah. like it's like some kind of release, you know. It's like uh, a different release. And it's like it's that a, release is like because it's such, I don't know, maybe they have more of an expression mentally on things. More, They're more emotional people or, I mean, I don't even know. It's just, it's just different. I know that. It's, but he died, and nobody knew who he was. Until it was like promoters started getting into it, ain't it? They found his art <laughs> in, in this basement, and they're just like, holy shit. We got this free art. Let's promote it. Make money. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but and it was this guy's that you thought it was not that good. It's good. It's really good. Oh, it is? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And you just promote it, right? You know? And it was good art to begin with. I mean, it's all an opinion. It's art. It's it's art. It's not like, you know, if you like that kind of art, okay. If you don't, then don't listen. That's all it is. Yeah. Look away. Whatever. Yeah. If a lot of people are liking it, then, you know, like maybe it's doing something with a lot of people. I don't know. Maybe it ain't you. So, okay. So what? It's art. Go to the art you like. That's all it is. Like, I like what I like, you know. I like all kinds of stuff. Don't matter. Just if it hits me in the right 
spot, right time, whatever. It just that's what it is. That's what it does. Yeah. That's what it's supposed to do. You know. Art's just a cool thing. Everything, every, any artistic avenue, I feel like it's just cool. Yeah, it's like on point at the time, right now. Like emotion onto any kind of you know format or whatever. Uh, like audio or canvas or whatever it is, you know. It's an expression just like uh, sports, you know, like how he shoots the ball, how smooth he does it. It's like, damn, like, he's dope. Is it like, you can't even get get out like Jordan was. You fade, you fade on the baseline, like, you can't stop him. Like, what do you do? It's like, because that's your, he's got that finesse. It's it just is. like an art form, you know. It's art. The people that are like the goats of the world. Yeah. It is pretty, like Michael Jackson, or I'm sorry, not Michael Jackson. Him Michael too. Jackson's pretty incredible Shit. too. Hell but, yeah. but Michael Jordan, I mean, he's almost kind of like Michael Jackson in like, you know, the basketball world. Yeah, true. They were just so driven, just so insanely driven. Well, you know, Michael Jackson's dad, he was like, you do this right now, or you ain't going nowhere for a week, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> his dad was strict, I know that. Yeah, his dad was Do your fucking art. You're in Gary. You got to make it. Because I know, I mean, at that time, Gary might have been nice with the steel mills. But when I was growing up in my time, Gary is, you know, it's after the fact. Like, you know, it's run down now. It's a scary place to have to get gas. Yeah, I've been there many times. Like, going down Broadway, that's like main streets and stuff. But it's not a good spot, you know. And that's like trying to make it in that. That's probably why his dad was strict and he had a chance because these kids were, like, able to do what he wanted them to and they were good at it. And fucking shit, they were dope as hell. Yeah, I mean, it and definitely... that's a whole other story. <laughs> it definitely carried MJ He was through. amazing. He was incredible. Like, everything he did, every move that he made. And, it, you know, his life and the decisions that he made after the fact are... It, it is upsetting. If all of that stuff is really true, yeah, I don't know about all that stuff. But I, you know, I have this conversation with like a lot of people where let's make like, a video right now. Like, where do of you f- anything I want to put on a video that says that you're like a pervert or something? You know, yeah. I could do it right now. You could and just but the way he's looking at that. I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to say yes or no. I just know. I'm listening to the music. I'm not worried about your personal. That's what I'm saying. And it's that's like, part of you, being an artist. You're expressing, like, I don't know. Where just, do you, where do you like, just you, where do you disconnect music, it from, yeah. you know? Like, okay, let's say it, let's say the stuff that they're claiming that he did is true. Like, does that really take away from, like, the, like, the crazy art that he gave us? Like, the music, like, you, like thriller or like Billie Jean or like it does not do nothing to the music because it's separate. a separate it's a separate thing it's just when you put that in the mind of people it just kills the person so if someone wanted to kill your character or your personality or whatever you are they know how to do it because they're the ones promoting you they say so, don't meet your idols well I've met some of them and uh, I don't really have idols <laughs> And it's just like a person, you know? They're just like me and you, just someone that's focused on something that really inspires them to do good at it. I know what you're saying. Uh, yeah. I want to make sure that's still going. The mics are now in session. I can hear the mic on my end. 
this is uh, more technical difficulties than we normally deal with. So I do apologize. But I appreciate you sticking me through. I mean, we can we can keep going. Like we're we're at an hour, hour total of actual recorded time. We did have probably an extra hour before this, but I know we're sipping on a little bit. You know, we're hey, good. you know what? Just we're chilling. here. That's they what can, we're here they to can, do. They can chill and talk about you know whatever music. It's what we do. It's what we do. I know yeah. you do music. I do music my own way. You do it in your way. And isn't that crazy that we've been able to talk about music? for this long even though we're both in like totally different like avenues of it yeah you know because music is just like universal it doesn't matter it's true like it's just an expression of what you enjoy and how you express it through what you can with your talent or what you studied or practiced you know the people out there that are like oh i like all music except for country or hip-hop it's true i don't really like country country is hard i like every music that i can relate to in any form of my, like, any part of my life, if I can relate, like, in every part of my life, if I can't relate to, in a little bit, like, I'm going to get there and all that there. <laughs> yeah. I feel I'm like... I'm not going to get into it there, because that ain't me, okay? But, you know, when you just, it's someone that's, that you can, it's like, could be you, or you've been in that situation, then I can relate to it more as listening to it, like, in a first-person perspective, because... You know, when you get too personal on a song, it's like, well, that ain't me, you know. But when you can get more people involved as, like, that could be me and I feel the same way, then I feel like more people can relate and they enjoy it more than if you try to get too, you know, particular I've, on a I've certain thing. I definitely feel like or, a lot of modern country falls into that category for sure. Yeah. Where they're like basically like a market. It's like marketing to a very specific group of people. And it doesn't even feel like art. But I feel like... I mean, if you make me move around and, like, I'm feeling the beat, I don't care what it is, but it's just something that just... Certain things, like sounds, just like I'm not going to pick that snare over that snare because I don't like that one. That's just me. Everyone has their own opinion on what snare they like. There's millions of snares. There's so many snares. It's upsetting upsetting how many snares there are. (laughs) And you can layer them, too. Uh, And EQ. That's a whole nother level of, like... I know, it's just, you know, that's what it is. It's like, what do you like? It ain't like, you know, if you're country, like country, I don't know, it's not me, you know? Don't hate on me. I mean, I might look at certain things and find it amusing, but shit, you might look at me like something's amusing. It goes both ways. It's with everything, man. It does. It does go both ways. You can't, you can't have one without the other in some respects. Ying yang. Yin yang. You know? It's true. All that shit. Yin and yang. I don't want to go too, you know, into, I don't want to go into my Bruce Lee. Once I get into the Bruce Lee, there's no coming back. <laughs> the yin and the yang could be dangerous. But it is, uh, <laughs> it's a very real thing. It's true. It's true, man. Like and every some, action has a reaction, you know. And it's something, you know, as I get older, I experience more. You know, it's like when you're when you're young, you don't really like you hear it, you understand the concept of it maybe, but to experience it is a, another reality, you know? It's another layer to that and uh you know, speaking of experience, 
if I was to walk up to you and I didn't know you in a crowded room and be like, yo, what's up, bro? You look at me like, what? But I walked up to you physically and said that. But if I text you and said, yo, what's up, bro? And you got this text from Red, what would be the difference between the two? You know, there's a difference between me walking up to you and saying, hey, what's up, bro? Like, you could look at my face. You could look at how I approach you, how I smile. Am I, you know, if I'm going to hit you, am I going to shake your hand? Yeah, there's, there's a, a lot of different things physically and emotionally, whatever. You just know. You feel it. It's a physical thing as opposed to reading a word like, yo, what's up, bro? Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the difference between, you know, having, uh, you know, being able to have a, you know, like a social, like talking to people socially, physically, instead of just texting or whatever. It's totally different. It's a different world. And that's the difference. Like, Yeah. Yeah, you know, when, you're, when you are seeing someone in, you know, face-to-face, you, you have a lot of things to consider. You're in an environment, you know, like what is someone actually going to do in this particular environment, you know, and... Right what how they're walking up to you and how they're saying the words to you you know there's a lot of inflections in what they're saying and their and body language and that's the difference between like you know texting someone and calling and seeing them physically like there's a lot of things that go into just talking to people like we haven't talked if i text you this all this you just like uh oh, reading it it's not the same but now i came out I saw that you got, you know, cool setup. You're an artist. You got, you know, stuff that I can relate to, like how you have it set up or whatever it is. You know, now I know I can, I'm more, I can see more of a, a person's character, more of their, uh, you know, yeah. who they are instead of a text or whatever. And that's the difference between, you know. Yeah, I And feel that's like good to work like that with artists because right. you get a good, uh, you know, connection with people instead of just, yo, what's up? Let's collab, bruh. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't know. Like, yeah, we haven't had like I like I was saying like when we first were, first when you first got here, I think or close to that, you know, I was like I think this is like the longest we've ever had like, you know, a continuous conversation with each yeah, with each other. Like, hey, what's up? Oh, what's up? Yeah, you know, like I see it. you cool. at like Moore's things and stuff, yeah, or like see you shows. perform with more, and I've I've talked to you like about a couple like projects like here and there over the course of like the years. But never really anything like like direct, you know. Yeah. Yes, and it's definitely like a different. It's totally totally different. different. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like you see things like I see things. You know, it's just in a different. You're looking at a different angle of or a different, you know, layout or skyline view of something, a different city. Just you're looking at it differently, something totally different, and you like certain things out of that picture more than I like things, and it's just. You can just, that's how you can relate with people. You just see things differently, but know that you're, you're both, like, uh, see things in the same way. If it yeah. makes sense, shit. I mean, there's a, there's a like, lot of ways to get to the same point. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of ladders that get. Like, oh, why you take a left here? It's like, because I could take a right and then go left there. And that, as long as we get there, right? Yeah. And it's kind of the same thing with, like, people are the same way, like. It may take you, me longer, but there's this, there's this really cool tree along the way that yeah, I'd rather you know, see that, you know. You relate with people differently. 
just by like knowing that we're all have a common ground is a good thing to know about people but if you don't have a common ground with me like and you totally see something that's going to affect me like anything with me or my family or anything then i'm just gonna not agree with anything and just not be around that energy you know it's yeah. just totally negative or opposite of my view and it affects me physically so i'm not gonna even involve myself with that kind of bullshit yeah and that's good you know yeah i think that walk away from that shit that's kind of don't. one thing we were talking about earlier about like you, you were said matching energies yeah you know that's kind of what you have to do like i feel like that's a thing in like i think you should apply that to like almost everything in life like yeah kind of match you don't have to stay in that field of energy the whole time you know you can move on but you know match that energy like see what's happening see how these people work and if you don't agree with it like move on yeah yeah like you gotta be able to try to put yourself in other people's shoes in order to like understand you know and you price you'll never understand because you're never going to be in their shoes but at least you tried some people don't even get that far you know they're just so stuck in their ways of doing things one way that they don't see why other people are struggling in their ways so you just look at that as like you're lower than me or something when we're all the same thing we just came out of a human we were born i had no choice of what i was where i was anything i just was here oh shit look at it's a baby look at who you are you know i didn't have well, let me be uh, in S South America, and my parents are, you know, this and that. They don't have no money. Or let me be, you know, over here. Bill Gates' son. Yeah, Bill Gates. You know, you don't have a choice. Like, just look at it like that. Or why are people, this, why are, why everything, you know? You got to, why? If you look to why, you'll understand. If you don't look to why, you're not going to understand. So, that's why I just see things. You got to look to why and if you agree with either or then you know take your route and walk away do what you're gonna do yeah don't be you know fake about anything you know stand on what you believe you know but also believe what you stand on you know it's like true don't, don't just don't follow just... a fucking well everyone's doing it I gotta do it you know if you don't believe it, then don't do it. But if someone else is looking at me like, oh, well, he doesn't believe that. Huh? This guy's a fucking dick. It's just like, okay, well, he doesn't believe it. Let me go about my business. But if they're affecting you physically in any kind of way in your life, then okay, I understand. Take action. Do what you got to do. And that's how I see things. Like, until it hits home, you're not going to care. You know what I mean? Until yeah. it's like, oh, I got to do that? Or I got it. Oh shit! Fuck that. You know. So, if I was, I put myself in other people's shoes. You know. If oh, if I was me and I had to do that. Shit. Fuck that. You know. Or okay. Yeah. Agree no, or totally disagree. You know. That. And it is hard. You have to definitely. And through the years, you know, a lot of things have been programmed in people, and you know, through propaganda and people moving around the earth and how they're going to try to how do you really gain perspective on things you know like how do you just be a human about shit just look at put yourself in other people's shoes like if that was me you know if that was me i feel like some people like 
can't aren't capable of doing that. There's definitely people that aren't capable of like putting themselves in someone else's shoes, and it, I don't know how you like because the story goes deeper, and they don't they can't comprehend the story because they can't fathom it, and they're never around, they can't experience that, or just a lot of things. So, like sometimes you got to tell people how mental stuff affects other people. You know, like you may have this that uh, affects you so bad well what if this affects someone else differently and mentally like not everyone's the same mentally like things cause different things in different people you know yeah so if you know your parents pass away in an accident or whatever one person might be like oh you know they're used to it they're kind of numb to it so they just kind of hold it in and not really show any expression and and just go about their life and some people will not eat, not fucking, you know, be depressed. Or like break just them. depends, yeah. yeah. It just depends, you know. I don't know. That's so. It depends on the person, you know. That's why I don't really try to judge people too much about like emotional stuff like that. But everyone's different, man. Like Life's everyone's weird. life. Life's weird. Different stories, different lives, different starts, different endings. Just tough roads smooth roads like you know you never know what people been through that's why i just like see people like try to match the energy and like be a good person to them when i can other than that like don't talk to me at the grocery store you know because <laughs> i'm just I, I see you know back. hey i'm just trying to get some groceries man what do you think i'm doing how you doing all right i'll see you later you know i'm at the grocery store man <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to get my Just bucket. trying to get some chiles, bro. <laughs> and some stuff for making some salsa. Just chilling out, man. Maybe get a little drink, some chips, some hot sauce. Maybe these, some garbage these bags, you know. These aren't for you. Like, I'm I gotta just, go home. I'll talk to you later. Not right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm in my pajamas, bro. <laughs> like, don't even recognize me. Right. You know? uh, <laughs> I hear you. But, yeah, I don't know what I was talking about. I probably have to review that and uh, verify that, but I don't know. Just treat people with respect. That's all I try to say. You don't know what the fuck they've been through. No matter how they look, you know. Yeah, or how they seem to handle things. Yeah, it's true. Other than that, you know, make your fucking music. That's what I do. Make fucking music. Make you just got to do it. Just let it out. Like Shia LaBeouf and Nike said, just do it. Just do that shit. Well, I think that's probably a pretty good spot to close up shop here. Yeah, that's uh, well, June se- or July seventeenth at the. It's in uh, Rockford Woodstock Squ- Woodstock Town Square. Yeah, July seventeenth, Woodstock Town Square, outside of Ethereal. More and Friends or Watch City? It's More and Friends. We got Watch City too. Gonna be uh, doing some uh, solo sets in between. You know, we're going to have some DJs there. Be a good time. There's uh, more info to come, though, so look out. still out the there. Lookout. Once the info comes, and we'll, we'll get a post out, get on the site and everything, and uh, keep everyone updated on that. And also the uh, Cast Collabs will be out, I'm thinking, a couple months. Finish up this last track. I'll put it out there, you know. I haven't done shit in a while, you know. My own solo shit. Working with other artists, that's what I do. I like working with other artists, you know. It gets oh, yeah. me out of my comfort zone, even though it 
kind of comfortable in there. <laughs> but yeah, Cask Labs coming soon, couple months. July 17th, Moore and Friends, Woodstock. Town Square. Yep, Town Square. All right, we out of here. Staying focused while dealing with what's been hard to cope with Eyes on the road in my dreams Feel like I'm getting closer, can't forget the reasons I do this It's more than for myself and see the goal harder Go home and leave it on the shelf Collecting dust like unused records It's never being played, regretting every second I miss Without taking the risk that I needed to win I can't lose in the end Cause if I fall, I'm getting back up to improve where I'm failing While others run from the problems, I'm not here to be bailing To be the captain of the ship, you gotta know where you're sailing So I approach every delivery with care when I mail it From the booth to your headphones, hoping this is left on Doing it for the ones who almost quit but still kept going Remaining so powerful through every encounter For first place with that trophy in the face of the doubters while knowing Protect your creative freedom while heading the first place to embrace knowing you got a 